Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. They're a good team, you know. Um, we just got ex- we just didn't execute in the moments we needed to. Uh, yeah, man. It was just about executing, man. I don't feel like they did anything that I feel like we beat ourselves. It, it was times we we definitely had opportunities to make big time plays, you know, to make this game a lot different, you know. But it just come down to executing. I, they they're a good team, you know, but we had a lot of opportunities. Wrapping up hour number one here on Herd Out Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN, ESPN Tri-Cities. We are live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Real quick, set up the show for you. I mentioned that uh, we're going to talk to Damon Benning at 8 a.m. Uh, we'll go over uh, probably a lot of things, but we'll specifically get into the national championship game with him. At 8.45, we're going to talk to Anthony Broom from the Wolverine. Uh, that's part of the On3 network to discuss Michigan's national championship. At 9, we will talk to Mike J. Schaefer from Husker 24-7. And at 9.30, we'll talk to, talk to Mike Carmen, who covers Purdue basketball for goldenblack.com. And Nebraska has a huge game tonight at home against Purdue. See if they can bounce back from their disappointing performance on the road. Hopefully this weather doesn't steer people away from that game. Yeah, I would I would think not. I'm I'm from what I've seen on the forecast and but by from what I've seen, I mean from what my mom's told me about the forecast. Um <laughs> the the weather is supposed chief to chief meteorologist. Yeah, Rose Mrs. Lula. Rose Lula, the chief <laughs> meteorologist of my family. Um no, from what I understand the 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 Wind and stuff is supposed to die down around noon, so they should hopefully have plenty of time to clear the roads before the game tonight, assuming Purdue got into town okay. If they were smart, they probably came in last night. Uh, or, yeah, or maybe Monday morning. They would have been here yesterday. Because I know Chicago. At latest. Yeah, I know that uh, like Creighton flew out yesterday morning into Chicago to avoid uh, the worst of it, and they got in town safely. So I would assume Purdue did something similar, kind of come in the other direction from the same part of the country. But... Um, yeah, so that'll be tonight. Creighton plays DePaul tonight as well. Uh, so that'll be a couple uh, interesting matchups in the uh, local college basketball scene. But uh, as we get into 
some of the other things we want to talk about today. I did want to get some final touches on that national championship game because, you know, you heard it in the clip there from Michael Penix that there were opportunities on the field for Washington. And again, for all the stuff we talked about Michigan, they outplayed Washington. Like, I'm not taking that away from them. I was talking about a lot of the holding penalties uh, on Twitter last night, which is, I think, a fair criticism mm-hmm. of how the game went. I, th- I thought that there was not a consistency in the way holding was called on Michigan versus the way it was called on Washington, or was not called on Michigan versus the way it was called on Washington. But again, I'm not saying that's why Michigan won. I'm not saying that's why Washington lost. Penix brought up a good point because I wrote down several instances of opportunities as I'm watching that game where Washington had a chance to get or stay in that game kind of throughout until the very end when it became a two-touchdown and a three-touchdown lead that they really did not take advantage of. The first one that pops to mind, they go for it on fourth down around midfield Penix has a wide-open Adunze, throws it to the wrong shoulder, or maybe Adunze doesn't get turned. I don't know if it was a bad throw or that Adunze didn't get Because I know what Penix was doing yes. there. He, he was keeping the ball away from the safety yeah, in the he middle was of the field. throwing it to the outside shoulder, I, which I, is I, I don't like the way Odunze turned. I don't either. Um, because like, like we teach in baseball, at some point you have to just swivel. Like if, if you're going the wrong yeah. way, you have to swivel, lose the, lose the ball for a moment, and then track it yeah, down again. Refine the ball. However, Penix throws the ball with so much steam, and there wasn't a lot of loft on that. That was no. more of a line drive. Maybe Odunze noticed that or at least knows that because he's his quarterback yeah. and says this is how I have to turn because this is the only way I'll be able to find the ball again if I keep my eyes on it but there's an opportunity right there that was if that's if that ball is thrown in a way in which a dunes a can catch it and b doesn't have to twist or dive for it that was six right there um, that would have I believe made it 17 to 10 in the moment uh, which would have been a huge a uh, huge get for Washington at the time. Now they did make it end up getting 17 to 10 before halftime, but let's say it's 17 17 at halftime is a 17 10 because Washington's defense, with a little help from Michigan's play calling, was really really good for the middle stretch of that game. Uh, that makes it interesting. Penix also had one, and they they did a really good job at illustrating this. Kirk Herbstreit pointed this out on the broadcast where he dumps it down to. Uh, the tight end would would uh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> I know who you're talking Wood, about. Thirty seven. Yep. Uh, yep. Woodbury, Woodcliff, uh, something. Former basketball player. Yeah, that, he that, that, that's who everybody or how everybody addresses him. Yeah, he was only Wood at Stover. Woodstover. Uh, is that what it is? I think that's right. I'm gonna look it up. I don't yeah. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, I it's just it left my brain. Uh but he dumped it down to our guy Woody. And, and not Buzz. And, no, not not Buzz. It was not Buzz Lightyear. It was Woody. Um, dumped it down to to his tight end when he had. And again, I don't know this guy's name either off the top of my head. Eighty three streaking down the seam for a four sure touchdown. Now that one was a result of Westover. Westover. Wow, That's. I, even, I don't know why we went with Wood. Samsonite. Not what, even what, close. What did I even say before? What did I say? Uh, <laughs> Wood. Woods. Woodstock. No, and no, Snoopy? not Snoopy. 
<laughs> Westover. I don't. Where did I come from? I actually have that written down. I don't know where. Do I, you? Yeah, I think. Well, so. I don't. So I don't that, that's more on anyway, you than it is. So he on dumped me. one down to Westover when he had 83 streaking down the middle of the field uncovered, and that was absolutely going to be six as well. Now that one, I give credit to Michigan's defense for for rushing him. He wasn't able to get his eyes downfield. Uh, and then there was a couple more to a Dunze where Penix, and again, this is credit to Michigan. Penix never got his eyes over to a Dunze. Now I don't know why his eyes don't start on a Dunze to be first and foremost, um, but a Dunze ends up breaking open before the ball gets thrown, um, and Penix missed him on a couple of those as well. So there were missed opportunities. Like there were opportunities for Washington to not only be in this game, but they had an opportunity to win this game. Michigan executed at a higher level than Washington did. It was they they beat up Penix. And I think that was the biggest factor, right? As he got more and more rushed, as he got hit more and more times, you could see his accuracy leaving him. You could see his decision-making leaving him. And that is a credit to Michigan because they forced that to happen. I also think you have to add in kind of the enormity of the moment, and you can probably feel it slipping away a little bit. If you're Michael Penix, it gets to 17 or it gets to 20 to 13, and you're sitting there for a really long time and think you're going to be able to tie it up. And then all of a sudden, Michigan gets up two scores again, and you're in the fourth quarter. I think there were about seven, six or seven minutes yep. left when they got yep. that that two touchdown lead. And at that point, you're pressing and you're feeling like it's getting out of you're your grasp. You're forcing a little bit. It never really, seemed- and that's where you saw it get off the rails for Penix. Yeah, and you never really saw Washington get in a good flow of what they like no. to do either, because they were forced to throw the short one on the outside. They couldn't get the long ball going, and you know something that that I want to give Michael Penix credit for, though, is trying to make an opportunity on every single play. Absolutely. That's part of the reason he got hit so much. He's not somebody that throws the ball away much, which I think uh, because of always trying to execute, it will make him a really good NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. But that's something that I think he also needs to learn because there was that moment in the third quarter to open things up Mm -hmm. where he was feeling the pressure and could have thrown that ball out of bounds. Instead, he tries to force it into an area of double coverage and then it ended up getting picked. And that was, I think, a pretty good learning lesson for Mm him, Uh, not just in that game, but moving, moving forward, like it's okay to just get the next one. Yeah. You don't always have to make the play. I love the competitor, the competitor in him to make that throw and try to make every throw, but sometimes you just have to cut your losses and and just move forward. The other thing that um, I didn't really love throughout the game, and and you kind of touched on it um, with the holding calls, but um, the, the chunk play, that Odunze had that yeah. was taken back because of a holding call at the line. You know, and I'm not going to sit here and be too critical, but consistency is something that, you know, we – It's the key to we, officiating. We, we try and, yeah. and pray and, 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 you know, hope to, Beg, ser- borrow to search and for. Steal. Yeah. And, um, you know, if that was a hold th- then, you know, when Odunze tripped over his own feet in the first half, that's a hold. Well, not uh, just that one, but be- there's there was a play before that where Odunze literally has his jersey grabbed. Right, there and were I, several. You know, of I'm those. not even like looking at like the literal holding call. Yeah, it, it almost seemed like the pass rusher at for Michigan. It, it looked like holding, like really, like when you see an arm come across the body and then you see a player fall down, like it looks but like it holding. Mostly so I get it. seemed like he tripped. 
But if you trip over your own feet, like that's yeah. what happened to Odunze in yeah. the first half, which is why no holding call was good, which is a good call. Yeah, it was like, a good no call there. tripped over himself. Like that wasn't a hold at all. So it's just they I officials think, need to find consistency. And, and you know, that's something I didn't like t- down the back stretch of that game. It seemed like it got worse down the back stretch, yeah. And, and, and you know, you could argue that that's why um, the game got away from Washington. It, because, it certainly was a Michigan part of it. just stayed dominant on offense, and when Washington needed that play to go right, because that chunk play could have done a lot for that team. Absolutely. Was that when it was a two-score game already? That was, I believe, when it was a one-score one game. One-score so game? I believe it became a two-score game on the next drive because I remember thinking it was at least an 11-point swing there because the that, that would have gotten uh, Washington into field goal range, and... Adunze, and the other thing that I don't think we didn't we didn't really talk about is Adun. That was the first chunk play Washington had gotten all day. So the psychological effect of oh we finally got one, and, and then, then they bring it back. right back. Not to mention there's a screenshot out there. Go find Mike Golick's Twitter if you oh, want to see it. it. Yeah, that happened on the very next drive. That was not called a holding on Michigan. That's where it got really egregious, and that's where it got frustrating. Again, Michigan probably still wins anyway. They played better. Yeah, and, but and, and look, Washington, way too many false start penalties. Absolutely. Way too many. Absolutely. Coming up next, we got Damon Benning.